Hey guys, how's it going this week? I have been slacking a little bit. I'm very, very excited about starting my own business. But that being said, I still have a full-time job. So it's like me kind of handling all of this extra work that I've put on myself on top of my full-time job at the moment. And it just got overwhelming this week. So sorry that I'm releasing the podcast a little bit late, but it's still a very, very good one. I have Jackson Rakowski with me. He is by far one of the funniest people that I know. This kid makes me laugh 24-7. So I am so happy to have him with me. Let me give you a little bit of background on him. He played for the Syracuse Junior Stars, 16U, and then he played Connecticut Wolfpack, for three years, moved on to Rochester Monarchs, then Markham Royals, then to the Hampton Road Whalers, where he won two championships and finally ended up in Utica College, where that's where I met him. He is a little bit of a wild child, so he would come hang out with us. I graduated the year before he got there, but he would always come hang out with us. And then I got to know him a little bit more the next year after that. So hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. We discuss what it's like for him to have a family business and the pressures with that, different players that he's played with and funny stories with those people, how he feels about training and the upcoming hockey season, and kind of how he ended up at Utica College. So please enjoy. And also, you'll hear us joke, he could not figure out the technology. Like, he could not get his camera to work. So you'll hear a little bit about that. But thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Well, I didn't do my makeup today, so it's not that bad of a thing. (laughs) Okay. That's good. I put up on the Instagram, I was like, okay, who should I have on the podcast? And then JT was the first one to respond with your name. Okay. Dirty dog, JT. (laughs) So JT kind of helped me put together some questions for this podcast. So I think it'll (laughs) be really good. good. (laughs) That's not good. What kind of questions you got? Let's start with how did you get your scar? Well, I was born with a birthmark on my face. As a kid, I or it was like a young baby, I had it removed from my face. And that's kind of how I got my scar. But usually at the bar, when people just ask me, I just tell them it's from hockey or something else, something crazy. I usually get pretty creative with it. Just make some stuff up. Have you always been super creative? I feel like you can just pull, like, like you're very witty. You just pull all this stuff out of your ass, like, on the spot. That's very true. I've been I've been kind of a smart ass throughout the years, I guess you could say. The second question that JT gave me was ask about Collard Greens, the song in the locker room. Oh, oh, uh. <laughs> what does that even mean? Is that your like go to favorite warm up song? Uh, it's more of just like a victory song back in the day. We were playing high school hockey and <laughs> at the end of the games, we'd get pretty pumped in the locker room and they would jam that song and I would do like this like Russian dance to it where I would just go down my legs and <laughs> pop up and go crazy and get the boys hyped up and yeah, that was, that oh was me God. getting my dance moves out. Can you actually get all the way down and do that? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm flexible. 
I'm pretty elusive. Love it. What other songs do you have on your warm up list? Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Always um, a good one. Yeah, because you never want to stop believing. You know, if you if you just stop it, you won't get anywhere. But um, <laughs> let's see here. Probably Hell's Bells by ACDC. Cause I get the juices flowing. Some Kickstart My Heart. I usually drink that while I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> Feel like just fitting. You got some throwbacks. Oh yeah, I just it's all classic rock. The area loves their classic rocks. You get warmed up for the game. It's pretty fitting. Do you do the stroke dance? You know how the boys all go to the bar and that song comes on and they start like clapping above their head and everything. Yeah, I try to I try to go along with it, but usually by that time I'm more just focused on getting the left foot in front of the right foot and making <laughs> sure we're staying between the lines. But I feel it. Some nights it's harder than others. Will you bless me by telling me what rudder? island is <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i don't know if a lot of people know but i'm really big into trout fishing so okay. i go up to like some places on the outskirts of the adirondacks and i just go and like hike and uh go fishing in some of these spots that have like wild native trout and they're not stocked uh, there's a spot that i go to that not like none of my buddies really been to ever so i took JT and my other buddy Gino one day and we went up there and um, I showed him around and we went fishing and made a fire had some had some beers and it was nice that's my little paradise right on the river I got a little island yeah I didn't know what to expect from that question honestly Rudder Island could be like a variety of so many different things <laughs> yeah there's like a mixture of like astro world and heaven that comes to mind <laughs> but no this is just heaven just straight rivers and fish beautiful fish no people peace and quiet gorgeous nice. up there. do you do any deep sea fishing yeah i've done some like a couple times on some deep sea charters the last one i was on was pretty scary it was like the perfect storm we were the only charter boat that went out in the morning and i thought that was a little fishy <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> we went out to the sea we started catching some huge fish and while we started really getting into the amberjack there was like 15 20 foot swells and I was just running back and forth, like, on the back of the boat, like, trying to keep my balance and <laughs> reeling in this monster fish at the same time. That was a little scary. And on the way back, you just saw water spouts, too. So those are, like, water tornadoes they were telling me. They were, like, pretty far off, so we, we weren't going to get touched by them. But it's pretty cool seeing them. But, I mean, I, I really don't like deep-sea fishing because if we sink, I'm fucked. True. I always wanted to go, and then I finally booked a charter one day from the santa cruz or not santa cruz from the marin bay here in san francisco and i got so seasick that i ended up just taking benadryl and like passing out the whole time so i spent like five hundred dollars just to sleep the whole time damn yeah (laughs) i I was so bummed (laughs) i've done that on a couple trips i just take too many sleeping pills and i'm just gassed the entire time yep but you guys go near um Near Utica College, right? I know Tyler Petrowski was telling me that you could just go on some little river near the school. Yeah, so like down near Pizza Boys, that river right there, there's trout in there, but I mean, they're stuck. Really? Yeah, they're still fun to catch and like, they're, you know, hard to catch and they're fun, but it's just, I don't know. I don't really want to go fishing outside Pizza Boys in Utica, New York. (laughs) No, that does not sound fun. That sounds like... I don't even know. That's like what you do when you're a little kid or something, sneaking away from your parents. I know. I'd rather take a shit in my hands and clap. (laughs) All right. I have your elite prospects pulled up right here. 
I've been scouting everyone out before any of the podcasts. How's mine compare? Pretty good, I would say. That's good. I like that. I know. I saw the Rochester Monarchs on here, and I thought maybe you and Jalen had played together before Utica. Nah. Looks like you and JT played, like, most teams together, though. Yeah, we've <laughs> kind of crazy. We've had a lot of good times together, which is pretty cool. I mean, playing some of the places we played, it was fun, especially having your buddy with you. Yeah. What was your favorite place to play? Like, which team? I would have to say Hampton. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say the most fun. Yeah, I would say winning's the most fun. I mean, it was, you didn't really have as much fun off the ice, but I mean, we did because there's no winters. So that's just a bonus right there especially coming from New York. And then, yeah, winning too. So winning both years really helped. It's like the cherry on top at the end of the year. You get to really have fun then, I would say there. But Markham was fun, uh, especially meeting Cuffley there. And JT was living in the basement, so it was the three of us all down there. And that was that was an absolute blast too. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask you about all your different billets, billet setups and everything. Did you enjoy them? Yeah, definitely. I would say my first billet out in uh, Rochester was a little a little different because they had two, like, I don't know, it was like, you're, you know, 18, 19 living with this family. And they had, like, two twins, probably 10, 11 years old. And they play hockey. All they want to do is play knee hockey all day, Xbox. But at the same time, they got homework. They got to play the violin. One plays the trumpet. And it's just, like, I remember being home some days, and I was like, this, like, this, this is the worst this is the worst band I've ever heard. And, <laughs> and the parents are just okay with telling them, you know, it's, it's good. And I was like, oh, shit sucks. We got to <laughs> figure out what the teacher's telling them because it doesn't sound good. But yeah, I mean, they're kids, so you just kind of let them go. But they were a lot of fun. It was just different, very different living. But it wasn't bad. It kept you on your toes, I guess you could say. Yeah. How old were you during that? I was 18 and turned 19 during the season. Okay, gotcha. So, so you're like... You're in the age of, like, mischief and shenanigans. I think I'll always be in the age of that, to be honest. That's awesome. Hold on to it. Don't get jaded. No, I don't think I don't think too many people can sway me. <laughs> Did you always think you were going to go to Utica? No. Um, I actually had probably not a clue where I was going to. I mean, I had an idea, like, of some schools. Like, I was talking to Oswego before. Um, I came or I came to the conclusion. I mean, I was probably really close with them. I went to the camp with them. My brother played there. I talked to their coach. They got me hooked up in Markham. They were just kind of looking out for me, and they and they were really you know honest too. And they're the whole process, and they're good people to talk to. And they're you know I guess uh, like a good, but you know you can tell they're a good program. So it was kind of tough saying no to them, but at the same time it was really easy saying yes to Utica. Like really, like really easy. A lot easier than saying no to Oswego. So, but when I committed here, Joey was uh Joey was still at Oswego, and he had no clue he was gonna come here. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So that was a it was a little bit of an argument. <laughs> Why? Because you were interested more on like playing by yourself than like doing a um, brother duo. I mean, a little bit. I mean, it was more or less like Joey was helping me, you know, kind of with the whole juniors and how to talk to coaches, how to talk to schools, and I was pretty proactive my rookie year with like emailing teams and I didn't really have an advisor. So I did a lot of like my own work, but I didn't really go over the top either. Like I just, I had an idea of where I wanted to go. So I threw some emails to those schools and those schools came and watched and we were in contact. So I never really had to like venture out and, you know, take like some like the lower end schools, you know, that seriously. So I was pretty, 
fortunate for that. But at the same time, like it was looking pretty good that, you know, I was going to go play juniors up in Canada when I was 21. I was probably going to go to Oswego, which was on the path I was on and not kind of out of the blue. I met with Gary at the end of the season and everything went well and ended up committing. So it was nice. But I really told him that I wanted to play in Utica and kind of have my own thing. And I just think that style and the area and playing in the city would fit me a lot better than playing out in Oswego. Were you expecting to live at home or did you always know that you wanted to like, you know, even being in Utica, wanted to kind of do the more college student lifestyle? Yeah, I did not want to live home. I I mean, when I was, I moved out at like 17 to go to prep school. So I was pretty pumped about that. So when I was, um, I was happy I was able to live with the guys out in Utica and have my own space out there, but it was really nice being able to, you know, after being on the road for four years that, you know, now you're home for kind of four years, sort of, in a way. Can you just go, please? Regan came in the room and he was distracting me. Very easily distracted. What was the question? We were talking about your brother and playing at Utica. Are you guys in Virginia right now? Are you at Regan's house or are you in New York? We're technically in Kirtuck, North Carolina, which is like 30 minutes from the rink in Chesapeake, Virginia, which is like 20 minutes from Virginia Beach. And are you staying at Regan's house? Yeah, it's a pretty nice house. So I was going to say, I heard it's insane. Yeah, I mean, I used to get lost in, in it now, but I mean, I kind of kind of know what I'm doing. So, so you downloaded really the map on your phone? No, I just started yelling. It's really yo. <laughs> Someone yells back. So love it. Are you guys training there? Or are you kind of just enjoying your summer? Yeah, we've been skating uh, five days a week and working out after, and then from there on, we'll skate po- like possibly again in the afternoon. That's pretty much our day. And then Friday and Saturday, we go out and enjoy the beach in the weekend, and then Sunday, Monday through Friday, we kind of work. So it's fun. Are you guys so- working at the rink? No, we just, Gerson, I mean, Gerson's down here, so he's working at a car wash. I'm just kind of hanging out, helping out if anyone needs a hand, and just hanging out. Is Gerson trying to play pro? Yeah, so Gerson signed a uh, pro deal in Sweden today, actually. I don't know if I'm really? allowed to do that, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't care. So he's got a flip phone, so I don't think he's going to be able to hear this anyways. That is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> It works at the bar, too. I mean, we'll, he'll be talking to girls at the bar, and I'll tell them, like, hey, he's got a flip phone. They're like, no way, pull it out. <laughs> so he always pulls out his flip phone, and I always get him going, I just walk away. That is so funny. One time when he was with Taylor, I asked Taylor, I was like, isn't it weird that he just has a flip phone? Like, you can't, like, FaceTime him or, like, Snapchat him. She goes, no, I love it. I don't have to worry about anything. All he has is a flip phone. No Snapchat, no Instagram, no nothing. Like, that's so funny. That's actually hilarious. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a funny guy. Thank God he's down here. Who else is there with you guys? Uh, just Regan and his brother Nolan in this house. And then um, Mock and B are down here, too. But they're always down here. So I don't know if that counts. Nolan is going to be a freshman, right? Or no? Nolan's going to be playing his last year of juniors, I think. It is last year, second of last year. But yeah, I mean, everything. hopefully everyone has a season and everything goes well. I know. Does that freak you out at all? Have you heard anything from Utica about what they're going to do with the school year and, like, the hockey season? Yeah, so I guess we're going to have a season. We're going to go back August 24th for school is when, like, campus starts letting people or back on campus. That's as far as I know, and I think we're playing conference games. But, I mean, I think that might, you know, 
subject to change, but I don't know. I mean, no one, no one really knows for sure. Cause I feel like everything can change within a phone call. That's what it seems like right now. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's kind of annoying cause there's just so many things going on and it's nuts out there. So I just try to do my best just to keep busy, play some hockey. I tried wake surfing. I'm a wake surfer now. Um, can you get up? Oh uh, yeah, I I'd go right off the dock. I sit on the edge of the dock and they they pull me off the jet ski and I surf. Is that yeah. hard? Is that harder than starting from the water? I've never started like that. Yeah, most people would say it's probably harder. Jeez. But yeah, and you're I mean, surfing. I'm, yeah, I mean I'm pretty good. A lot of people say I got aggro style. I don't know. It's like <laughs> aggressive style, but like Western California surf language. I'm pretty good surfing. Like I'll go up to the wake and shred it as hard as I can but I'm working on it I get down in the green room which is like where the barrel rolls over um okay yeah so I I'm learning all the terms and getting into it so it's fun though love it you watch chasing rat mavericks and just get excited for the next day of surfing I actually never watched chasing mavericks but if they were gonna make a surfing movie honestly they should probably start making one about me because uh <laughs> I might take off with it love it Love it. How do you feel about having a family business? Do you think it's too much pressure like to follow that pathway or has it been ideal and you're like really excited to go into working there? Um, I would say both. Having the family business, you definitely have more like stresses than I would say the average family. It's really, I mean, there's times where it's really hard and there's times where it's really fun. But I mean, with our family that we have, I think we make it work pretty well and it is very exciting to look forward to. And, you know, my, me and my brother, we played on the same team. We have a good relationship. And uh, his wife, Lindsay, is, you know, awesome, too. So she's she helps my mom out, and she's pretty important in the business. So it's it's all pretty – I mean, overall, it's you don't really have much to worry about other than as long as you go in and you do your job and you do it as best you can. I'm pretty confident that I can uh, – bring some opportunity to the table and Joey can do his thing and Lindsay can do his thing. Cause that's the nice part. We all have different unique benefits to the company. So it'll all come together. I feel like Let's but, see yeah. what other questions do I have on here for you? Did you get rings for both of your championships? Yes. They're in Rome though. Oh, and my camera's not working anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, they're pretty cool. Do you wear them? You should wear them to the bars. I have a couple times, and I just get so uh, drunk in them sometimes. It's just, you can't. Just got to keep them home safe. Maybe on a special that. occasion. Maybe if we win another one, I'll, I'll wear them both out if we win another one. I mean, your team, the Utica College team, is a lot of Rush boys and a lot of Whaler boys. Do you guys ever have any headbutting there? You ever pull out your rings and be like, well, we got two and you got one? No, I mean, I really don't have to say it. I mean, they know, I know. <laughs> not really i mean to them i mean yes losing losing's gotta suck it really really does but i mean overall we're on the same same team now and <laughs> when it, if it ever does like come about it's just just a couple jabs here and there it's nothing serious because we're all yeah. we all we're all focused on the big one now so hopefully we Love can it. do that but i don't know how it's gonna work with corona if we're only playing conference games so hopefully we'll oh my be able god to that's so true yeah so hopefully we'll be able to compete for a national championship do you guys like i don't know you're mm, never mind i was gonna ask a really stupid question but i'm gonna save it for myself <laughs> no there's no such thing as stupid questions because Oh, trust me. Well, I was just going to say, because you guys finished so high up this year, 
going into next season, do you think that would be like an opportunity for you guys to get a wild card or something if you maybe don't get to play those out-of-conference games? I don't know. I think if we do get to play the out-of-conference games, I don't see why we wouldn't be able to play for an NCAA championship. But playing just in-conference games, I mean, we don't have the strongest conference, so I don't think it would benefit us at all. If anything, I think if we have a close game, it would just, it would even if we won, it would hurt us. Or I don't know. Who knows how it would work, to be honest. I have no clue. That's what sucks right mm-hmm. now. You just know that you're having a season, but you don't, you don't really know what you're walking into as far as school and all that, but I'll just be glad the boys are coming back and at least we can figure it out together. Yeah, it is nice that you get to spend the summer training and stuff, though. A lot of people are, like, without ice and without gyms. Yeah, that's that sucks. That's kind of why. That was a big factor because, you know, my parents come in they're still working and there's jobs going on and there's always stuff to be done, but as far as like my role up there is kind of had an opportunity to come down here and got my parents to say it's okay and so I'm very fortunate to be down here and skating doing that stuff every day because you know when I first came down here the rink was closed so I mean I was just able to come in here by myself and skate and do you know things other people can't so it was nice that Regan owned the rink. So you know a lot of people in Utica because you're from just the town over do you get any of the young kids from the like hockey community in that area looking up to you now that you're one of the Utica college players. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. I mean, I see like the way like some kids, like just a couple years younger will look at it. Cause growing up around the area, everyone, I mean, every kid here that plays hockey is about Utica college hockey. I mean, even when I was a kid, they were huge. I remember going to the game. So, you know, it's, it's cool going to like, you know, played the Tuesday night league locally and yeah your buddy's all asking you questions about what you do your you know anything from here to coach says the how it is playing in the odds so there's like a million of those questions and even people older than me that play like there's a pretty you know I would say nice following which is which is nice because it's all really good feedback I guess but I mean it does add a little bit of pressure knowing you got all these kids and people watching but I mean it's good kind of feels Feels the machine. Yeah, you guys have some intense super fans. Yes, we do. My Facebook Messenger has the uh, proof for all that. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. But I love it. It's awesome. It does provide some good humor when you're in a bad mood. <laughs> the girls team even had some uh, crazy super fans. There's this one lady named Nancy who, like, was so excited after the game. And we don't really do fans like you guys do where they come into our locker room after the game. It's not really a thing for us. And girls, this lady just, like, ran in while, like, half the team was in the shower and stuff. And she was, like, so (laughs) pumped for the game. We're like, okay. (laughs) Like, thanks for cheering us on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. Would you ever want to play for the Comets? No, I'm too good for that. Uh, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Of course, I'd, I'd absolutely love to play for the Comets. That'd be, that'd be awesome. I'd go up there just to, I don't know. If they just want to sign me to sit on the bench. I could do that. So, <laughs> just happy to be here, guys. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. But hopefully, if I keep coming down here and training, and we can play well, you never know what could happen. But I mean, chances are uh, that's a long shot, but who knows? Do you know if anyone from the college has ever made it to to the AHL? 
I was gonna say to the comments, but let's just go AHL in general. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I do know Burmaster played a preseason game, and I don't know. I forget the other guy's name, but he was skating with us um, the beginning of the year. I think he was playing in the A for a couple games, and then that was playing down the coast. So I know Fritz just signed the coast too. So I know there's some guys that are definitely have the potential to be playing in the A. So and I think they're possibly was too so i don't know about tim kaufman if he played i don't know possibly i don't know i don't know either i have to look into that after this okay so i thought it would be fun since i'm on your elite prospects if i just pick out a random player from here and you just tell me your thoughts on them from okay from any team that you played on okay okay charles wilson any thoughts jesus christ Donkey. What did you say, donkey? Yeah, he's a donkey. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, he was a good kid. We definitely had a lot of fun, but man, he was a part of some really good laughs, and he just didn't quite catch on to what how we were pranking him. And so <laughs> we went to prep school, and he um, drove this like really loud, stupid Subaru that would like set car alarms off and shit. He couldn't even go over speed bumps. Like this thing was just stupid, obnoxious and just stop. But if he pull but if he once he parked his car and he locked his doors, if you went by his door and you like pulled on the door handle, the door would just open a little bit, but still like not open like it wouldn't open all the way, just like barely crack open and the car alarm would go off. So Every day, I would text guys on the team, and like we'd all go up to his car at different times of the day, and we'd just pull it. So he'd be in class and have to leave class at least two or three times to go turn his car off, and eventually they traded his uh, Subaru in and got a truck. So I don't know if that was a deciding factor because we were giving it to him or what, you know, what it was. But yeah, he was he was quite the character. What is the worst thing that you have ever gotten fined for? The worst thing I've ever gotten fined for. Man, I really don't have, like, bad fines. I mean, I wouldn't say I don't get fined a lot. I mean, I don't get fined a lot, but it's not like I don't get fined at all. So um, it's hard for me to say doing some stupid, stupid stuff, but it's nothing too bad at all, I would say. I'm not I'm not too, too, too crazy. Or I am, but I guess I just don't get caught. That was kind of random, but it just popped in my head. I'm like, oh, that's a solid question to ask. It is. Maybe we had some good courts this year, but I don't remember uh, anything anything that big being brought up. No, nothing too wild. Um, I almost got fined for eating co- when we were on the way back from Adrian. Coach uh, Therian ordered like some sort of special wings from Buffalo Wild Wings. I might have been eating them in the back and didn't know they were his, and then I don't know if they could find them or if they might have found. I don't know, but they I somehow got pinned on me and. <laughs> I just ate it. I mean, if you argue it, it's just double. So you might as well just not argue it because you're not going to win even if you're right. So you just kind of wear it. Sometimes you got to find yourself to show your enthusiasm, show you're you know, part of the program. And Is that a thing? People find themselves? Yeah, I think we had a couple people find themselves this year. For what? <laughs> I don't... I don't remember a lot of those. A lot of those days blend together, but I would say uh, I think Copley or maybe Rallis find himself a couple times. I think I might have find myself. I know. I know Monk gave us a rookie blanket, and he was a rookie. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the first courts. Yeah, that that was a that was a bummer. But yeah, overall courts courts pretty fun. I enjoy it. Love it. Next teammate is. Let's go. Eugene Lim. 
Oh, Eugene Lynn. <laughs> he is, uh, he's, he's from out west. <laughs> Do you know him? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, he's, so he played on that prep school team, too, and he was crazy. He was probably, like, five foot, I don't know, six, maybe? Like, 110 pounds. And, man, did he have an attitude, though. I remember we were on the way to Michigan, and he just stood up when the bus was sleeping because we haven't stopped for food in forever. And he was starving, and he just stood up and screamed at the top of his lungs to the bus driver. He goes, yo, where am I getting this motherfucking food? And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, everyone heard it. The coaches, the bus driver. But we did stop 15 minutes later for food, so I would have to give it to him. Honestly, bus drivers get abused by hockey teams. Ah, we had a scary one this year. We had a really scary bus ride this year. I think we were getting... Really? Yeah, I think we were on the way back from Chatham. And it was a snowstorm, so we had to go through PA. And the highways, I'm surprised they weren't shut down, but they were doing like 35 miles an hour. Like cars had their blinkers on. And our bus was doing 70 in a whiteout. (laughs) going through the mountains of PA and like I was sitting in my seat just near tears and at one point like everyone in the bus was standing up looking out the window like it was insane but the guy got us home so I had to that's another one you got to give credit where credit's due very true very true and he he sailed the ship he sailed us home and I <laughs> I think I kissed the ground and I got back I was so thankful but we're, we, I remember it wasn't even safe till the last turn. Even like going into the last exit ramp in the Utica, we were sliding. It was like, oh my gosh, please give me the odd. Please give me the odd. So, well, that was that the weekend that they canceled all sports games because the weather was supposed to be so bad. And Heenan was just like, nope, like we're going. I believe so. I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> I think we moved the game up an hour so we could leave earlier. But it still really Mm -hmm. didn't matter. We still caught that storm. Okay, what about Spencer Norris? What are those things from Mario Kart's little mushrooms? Big eyes, you know what I'm talking about? He reminded me of one of those, like a little toad looking. He just had, he he has like a greasy mullet, like a big greasy old barrel too. Fourth line grind kind of guy. Just loved playing hockey. But uh, yeah, he was... He's quite the character, too. Didn't really know why he wasn't playing, but I didn't really know how to tell him that it was just maybe because of his play. But he was, uh, Not because of the mullet? It might have been a cause of a couple things. I, mean, he just, I don't know if he knew how to tie his skates half the time. So. All right, let's see who else we got on here. Tyler Briggs. Tyler Briggs, yeah. He, I played with him. I think he was a uh, age out when I played with him. So I don't know where he ended up going after, but he was just pretty quiet, nice guy. Remember, he was little little too oh no the internet's stalling out on me are you there i can hear you yeah i'm here it's taking a minute to load the page oh what about zach zoller zach zoller so zach zoller is an awesome guy he uh so he's in the u.s yeah he's a marine now or he's in the army corps of some sort but he uh he is a great guy. He had an old uh, Jeep Wrangler, and I remember he showed up because my first year in Virginia, we got like we had like five inches of snow, and it shut down the entire state for like two weeks. So he came ripping up to one of the billet houses with his Jeep Wrangler with like off-road tires and a hockey bag and like a old like like strap, 
So he strapped the hockey bag to the back of his Jeep and he whipped us around the development. And uh, we just sat in the hockey bag and like, it was like tubing behind his car, but in the snow. So it was pretty fun. It was a beauty. That sounds unreal. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it was, especially because we had the day off. We didn't know what we were going to do. A lot of the guys were like, what the hell is this snow? And I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm down to go sit in a hockey bag and get towed in a Jeep in the road because there's no cars on the road. So like we were just driving around on the road in a hockey bag. That is so much fun. <laughs> like you're in a hockey bag what if you hit any bump or like anything oh my god um, <laughs> we did it we had one kid hit a curb on the turn and he said it didn't feel too good but he did a couple rolls he had a bunch of snow in him too he did, he's all right though i think he just had a bruise all right one last name for you what about riley wagner wow yeah he was a good guy he was just uh another like pretty quiet guy he's from buffalo so he um pretty close and I think he's playing in the EHL now but yeah he was pretty cool kept to himself uh he's on my prep school team too so I haven't, I haven't really seen him much since here's a solid difficult question for you where okay. do you see yourself in five years being king of the castle does that make king sense of the castle. yep I'm gonna be king of the castle uh, at the top <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I probably realistically will be working um, for my parents' company, and I'll have a good job. I'll make a good salary, and um, hopefully, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I had I got my own place now. I got my uh, tomorrow. I get the keys to my apartment, so I'll have my own place in Utica. That's a big step. I don't know what's next. I guess I just kind of take it pretty slow. You didn't want to live in the mansion. Or I guess you guys were in the uh, the cabin. Hell no, that place is gross. I don't. I, one year was good. It was great for a year, but man, I don't think I could do two. No. I would have like I don't know. I've just there's just some things like when you have a skunk living in your house that you just know it's not good. It's not good when you got skunks and cats in there, and the boys are just yeah. okay with it. <laughs> So you've got your first apartment. That is a big step. Is it your first time living by yourself? Yeah, I'm going to be in in my only cave. So it's just going to be by cave my rules. So it's got a little like uh, like buzzer system too. So like in Happy Gilmore, people can like ring up to my room and I can buzz them in. So <laughs> that's going to be funny to see how that gets abused at three in the morning when guys want to come over. It's a nice place. It's right on Genesee Street, like pretty much right across from Clark City Center. So I'll be able to walk there, walk to the Stanley or Swifties. It'll be real nice. Oh, that's a good spot. Yeah, I can't wait. So tomorrow I get the keys, but I won't be back till August 1st. But I'll be able to get the moving company to move everything in there. And I'll have uh, either Joey or my mom up there kind of telling them where to put things and um, helping me get set up in there a little bit until I get back. So who's taking your old bedroom then? Do you know? I have no clue. I don't even know if we're keeping the house, but I could, uh, I could carry less. I left them a rug. I left them a futon and I left them a bunch of good memories. Those, those walls have, uh, some really good energy in them. So whoever's going to be living there is nothing but good vibes in there. That's awesome. Did the ceiling ever collapse on you guys? No, thank God. Uh, there was a, a like a shingle, like a piece of sheet metal. That would mm-hmm. blow in the wind and bang into the side of the house, like when we had storms and stuff. 
So one day I had to lean out the window with a hockey stick and beat it until it came off. So that was quite the sight to see. But other than that, it's pretty much like the only construction we did to the house. Not bad. And I want to tell the story for the listeners because I think it's the funniest thing ever. Before the boys lived in this house, it was a like four different girls or something. I don't really remember how many. But there was this girl that was in the upstairs bedroom. And she was, I think, like drunk from the bars and eating like hot pockets on her bed or like pizza rolls. And all of a sudden, the ceiling like fell in on her to the point where like whatever is packed in the ceiling, like all that dust and dirt and everything was just all around her and on her pizza rolls and she was drunk and she like came next door to our place and was like guys like the ceiling collapsed and it was literally the funniest thing because she was like, <laughs> covered in dirt and like drunk and couldn't explain what had just happened i would have been peeing my pants <laughs> no it was so funny and she's like really sassy and theatrical so the way that she was saying everything was like just hilarious oh i would have died listening to that <laughs> I think one of my my most uh, favorite memories of just crazy things happening in the house as far as just being like, other than, I mean, partying is one thing and we had good times in there, but I remember it was really late and I think, like, I, I don't know, I was coming back from JT's room and I was going to walk through the door and, uh, on, on like the near side of the mansion to my house and I was going to open that door and I opened the door. And I see a massive white skunk at four in the morning and I'm crying, laughing, screaming. And like everyone can hear me and Rallis starts he's screaming through his window. Don't go inside. Don't go inside. I'm like, I see it. So I'm looking through the windows and I can see a skunk walking around. And I'm like, oh, my God, like there's a, there's a skunk in our kitchen and it's going through the trash like <laughs> The guys left the door open and there's a, like, this skunk, like, it had to be two feet wide and, like, two feet long. Like, it looked like a, like, a white square box with a tail. Like, it was so big from eating the trash from our dumpster for, like, like a month. And then it just goes into our house to start feasting on whatever the guys left out. And, man, I was crying. I was like, how do you get this thing out? So... I left the door open and I closed the door to my side and I walked around the other side, closed the door to my side in between the two places into the basement. And I guess the skunk walked out in the morning, but it uh, <laughs> left a nice present behind the couch for Rallis to pick up. <laughs> so it was, it was quite the adventure. Oh my gosh. But I've never seen a yeah, skunk. You can't so hit it. You can't like hit it or try and like push it out the door or anything. That's literally such a tricky situation. Well, we got pretty clever with it later in the year. We would go to the mansion and we would take like uh, old Chinese food and we'd set it up right in that corner uh, outside the mansion window, like across kind of in front of our house. I had a pellet gun. So when the skunk would come up, uh, we finally got a skunk to come up and we tried tried getting it and I got it but I had just a small pellet so it just kind of bounces off of them but it ran away well we'll see if it goes back or not next year I mean yeah I, I mean I gone, hope it does it probably loses so much weight when you guys aren't there putting food into the dumpster it's probably like so skinny for summer oh I bet it's I mean the amount of trash and 
stuff that's even in the houses. They probably, I mean, if I was a skunk, I'd be doing whatever I could to get in the house. Some of those rooms are just filled with trash. It was not the best, for, people, not the best place to be living. For people that don't know Utica or don't go to Utica College, the men's hockey house is this duplex that they fit like seven or eight guys into, and they call it the mansion. And it's just like the furthest thing from luxurious, like does not have doors in certain parts of the area. The bathroom doesn't lock like the downstairs just has like random shit. It's just, yeah, I think it's so funny that they call it the mansion. And I'm just picturing people listening to this that are like, oh, my God, they have a whole mansion there. Like this place must be fancy. No, it's 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 I mean. It's perfect for what we do, and we even got carried away with it and had to make our own repairs to it. But yeah, it's 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 no place to show mom and dad and be like, "Hey, look where I'm living." <laughs> like my dad came over once, and he was like, "Why are you living here? Like, why? Are you, like, how do you live in this?" And I was like, "This is this is how we live, Dad. Like, this is what we do. I'm sorry." But I I feel like it's almost disastrous, no matter what circumstance you're in, to put that many hockey guys living together. And not even that, like, together in one house is one thing. But when you add another house in the same lot with, like, one <laughs> piece of property, like, it just it just got dangerous at times. But it was, it was a great time the entire time. So it was definitely no, a pressure. Yeah, it was yeah. a real time. Yeah. Utica, Utica definitely knows how to party at times. <laughs> they have fun with it. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, the house parties, I mean, I don't really like going to house parties like a lot of younger kids. So now that I'm old enough to go to the bar, I just like to go there, have a drink or two, and go on home. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about that? That um, if you do juniors and you play it all the way out, that you go to college when you're 21 and graduate when you're, like, 24, 25. Like, is that weird to you or was that weird to your family or your friends before you did it? I would say it's definitely different, like, a little different, like, from my town. Because, like, that's kind of how people are like, whoa, like, what do you mean you're not going to college, like, right away? Like, you're going to play hockey where? Like, in Canada? Like, that's sick. So... That's kind of how people around, like, the area sort of viewed it. So that aspect, I kind of made it easier. Like, my friends got it, and I'm from a small town, so it's not really, I don't know. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like anybody was saying, no, don't do it. So, I mean, I just kind of went along for the experience, and I did not think I'd be committed to, you know, play college hockey after my rookie year, and I didn't think... Yeah, I'd end up playing in Virginia Beach or Toronto either. So it was all just like one big journey. And I would, I mean, I would recommend it. Like it would be, I mean, I wish every kid could go play junior hockey and know what it's like to just worry about hockey and compete around the country and other countries and just live away from home. And you learn just little things like how to be independent and know what you want to go see and do and kind of figure out a little bit about yourself. Kind of like your only, you know, partner on the road because then a phone call, you could be getting traded too at the same time. So, I mean, that's happened to me. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, built character living there, doing the whole junior thing. And then when you go to school, you can just see the difference. Like when people try to tell you about, it's hard to explain, but like you just have like a certain level of understanding of the world and most people don't, I guess you could say. 
because we've seen so many parts of it, like how to deal with so many situations. How was it getting like a phone call saying that you're getting traded? Does your stomach just drop? Yes, and no. Like when I was, it happened to me and Markham. I was like, thank the Lord. Like I did not want to be there anymore. Like it was kind of hell for me, and I was just like, oh. But then I found out it was like the Kirkland Lake, which is like six hours straight north of Markham's. So, or I was like Toronto. So I was like, I'm not living up near the Arctic Circle, playing for in the in the node. So. I talked to Gary and I tried skating with a few teams in the CC and their trade deadline was that week too. So um, I tried landing with a couple of teams there. It didn't work out. And I ended up in Hampton. It was kind of like the best thing for me because I got to, you know, meet Rod Taylor, the famous coach down there. And he really helped uh, with my game and kind of how I looked at the game and how I played it. So he just, that's kind of his theory and it's all about how you play the game and how intense you are and so that that really helped me glad i got to get a year and a half of them and some of the guys down here like uh b mock and dixon so that's uh that's big time that was nice seeing where they came from how they played and then they can come up to utica and kind of see where i'm from and the other side of things too so it's really cool yeah i didn't know that dixon played for hampton because when I saw him, it just registered in my head that he was from here. And I was like, oh, my God, he looks so familiar. So I automatically connected him with the Bay and didn't even ask, like, where he played before New or before um, before Utica. Yeah, he played, I think, Bobcats or something out there. And, uh, now we're all in Utica, mall walks of life. That's the great thing about hockey is it's just such a small, like, it shrinks your world down so much to where you know people everywhere. And I feel like I talk about it every podcast, but it really is, I think, the coolest thing about hockey. It's just the connections. Yeah, you meet, like, there's meet a lot of, like, a lot of new people. So, I mean, I'm pretty thankful for all the people I've met. I mean, so many different personalities and uh, stories and where people are from. So, it's pretty cool you know having that many friends and people you can reach out to if you're traveling for whatever reason you know i think i have a friend in almost every state so it's pretty it's pretty nice nice do you have any finishing words yeah keep on rocking in the free world (laughs) that's all i got to say what are you guys doing for the fourth of july I'm actually going to head up to Fritz's, and I think uh, Vaden and uh, Ah are coming down, too. So Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah, I think I'm going to head up tomorrow night, though, a little early and get some get some change of scenery and see if they need any help setting up and hang out for a couple days. All right. Well, enjoy yourself. All right. Well, thanks, Kals. I mean, this was fun. <laughs> Thank you for participating and doing this with me. No problem.